Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. And today we're going to continue our discussion about email marketing. Last episode, we had you know email marketing for bloggers, why it's important and what to do. And today we're going to really dive a little bit more into that what to do aspect. But instead of like the email marketing part, we've already told you you need to do it and how to do it. We're going to talk about how you can get some email subscribers because it's, it's kind of like depressing at first. When you don't have email subscribers and like maybe you want to email, but you're like, I don't have anybody to talk to. So we're going to talk about how to get those first email subscribers, those first 100. So to get started on this topic, like you need to have a way to get email subscribers from your website. And I'm just going to start off with the thing that you need to not do, which is the join my newsletter bribe. It is the worst, the worst thing in the world. And we've all done it. You know, we used it as a placeholder, but you need to create something that is an actual bribe, like an ethic. It's called, you know, another word for lead magnet or, you know, content upgrade or whatever is ethical bribe because you're trying to say, hey, I'll give you something. I'll bribe you something for your email. But just getting them on your newsletter is, is not good. It's kind of like, <laughs> I was just thinking of this because Kristen was telling us her and Gina are going to, to Vegas. It's kind of like when you go to Vegas and they hand you the flyers, you know, like mm-hmm. I, it used to be really bad. They hand you the flyers for the, the booby shows, but yeah. now they, they hand out flyers for all kinds of other crap. And I've always felt like when somebody hands you a flyer, they're basically asking you like, Hey, can you throw this away from me? <laughs> like, and so like, that's kind of what you're doing with your newsletter is it's like, you're basically saying like, Hey, can I, can I send you stuff? Like, can I bother you? And we just talked about how email marketing, like you're not, if you're doing it right, you're not ticking off your audience. You're not going to make them mad. You're not bothering them if you're doing it correctly. But that doesn't mean that that's not the impression that people have because bothering their email list and being junk mail is what 90% of people do. Yeah. So, so you need to overcome that hump. Unfortunately. Yeah. I've had the newsletter thing on my site for like years now. And I'm, it's, it's the one thing, I think it's the weakest part of my business and I'm massively embarrassed about it, but we just, but it's about to change. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, if people go to my website right now, they're like, well, Bobby's got his pop-up thing. One, yes, you're right. And that's fair. But two, (laughs) The whole site is about to re- be redone. I'm about to roll out three new lead magnets. I'm going to be creating a new lead magnet every month. So I'm finally going to start following our own advice. My email list would be so much bigger right now if I had if if I had focused on that. We had other things to focus on, but if I could go back and do it again, like I would have changed the, I would have done better lead magnets from day one. So learn from my mistake. Hey, we we can't all be perfect. <laughs> We've yeah, yeah, all. No. It's such a, this is the biggest sin though. I feel like this is like the biggest sin of 
of email marketing almost is using the newsletter thing. And, I, and I've been doing it for a long time. The only reason that mine works is because it's got that no thanks, I'm rich button. Like people oh, think so that, that button thing. Yeah. That is the only reason I think that that thing works at all. <laughs> so um, anyway, just don't do what I did. Just listen to my. Yeah. Yeah. And so like when you go on the website, like, yeah, if you go to millennialmoneyman.com right now and you look at the main, you have like the title, the menu bar, and then there's the big space and yours is like, join my newsletter. It's a picture of you and Coral. And, and we're actually changing this on Laptop Empires too, because when we first launched the Laptop Empires website, the focus was the podcast. And yeah. so that main space is subscribe to the podcast. And it works. We drive subscribers that way. But like we want to, our, now it's a bigger focus for us to grow the email list. So we're going to change that up. And so, you know, that's, that's your prime real estate. And so, I mean, that, that's what we're going to talk about today. But like the first sin is like doing the join my newsletter. You need to have a lead magnet. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about creating a lead magnet, where to place your opt-ins, and then how to supercharge your list building so that you can get your first hundred subscribers almost overnight. And you can actually rinse and repeat this strategy to get your first thousand, right? Like nice. to get, to keep going. So creating a lead magnet. I talk about this all the time, Bobby. So I'm curious, like what, what is your perspective on a lead magnet? What lead magnets appeal to you? What do you think are important takeaways? I know I've been like basically ranting email marketing, list building stuff at you for like over a year now. So I'm curious to hear your perspective. Uh, I think it, I think that it just needs to be something. I think if you just start with, it needs to solve a problem, like whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever problem that the person is coming to your website for, that lead magnet needs to solve that problem. So for my site, like we're rolling out a side hustle lead magnet, a budgeting lead magnet and a, a money mastery. It's kind of like a, a overall guide or like it's got a system for, for getting their money on track. And right. so all three of those, depending on the kind of article. So let's say somebody goes to a budgeting app review article. Cause I, I have those and they do really well. So they're going to have the, but like the top 10 budget, lead magnet. So it solves that problem. Like people are coming there looking for some kind of budgeting app or a budgeting template or whatever that lead magnet solves the problem. If they're looking, if it's a side hustle post or something about either Facebook side hustle or just any side hustle, they're going to be presented with the side hustle lead magnet solves that problem. The general, right. like people come to millennial money, man, a lot of times, cause they want to figure out how to get their money under control and they want to start budgeting and doing all the stuff. The money mastery guide teaches them all of that. It solves that problem. So I think if you just start there, then it's, it's not too complicated. It's like, okay, what can mm-hmm. I do that's actually helpful? Rather, and it's got to be what you think is going to be helpful for the audience, not just like sort of what, what you feel like. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but like it's got to be something that's actually helpful and not just what you think could be helpful. That kind of makes sense. Right, right. Well, the way I always describe it to people is, I mean, there's a lot of ways to figure out what your lead magnet should be about. Like common questions people ask, like people ask you the same things over and over. That's usually a good indication of a good lead magnet. Um, If there are certain things that people struggle with all the time, like Facebook side hustle, of course, isn't a lead magnet, but it's a good example. One of your biggest pain points as a business owner, like physical pain points, was that it killed you when people would come to you and say, I have all this debt. I'm being as frugal as possible. And I can't keep up with it. I can't make my payments. Like, I don't know what to do. And you were like, it kills me because I don't know how to help them with that. Yeah. And 
the side hustle course was kind of like the solution to that. It was like your way to say, well, here's a way you can make more money and then it won't be a problem. Right. And so, but you want to do that with your lead as well. If there's a, a recurring pain point, you want to provide a solution. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that I always tell people when they're creating a lead magnet that they want to do, tell them what to do, why they should do it or what not to do, why they shouldn't do those things. You don't necessarily have to tell them all of the hows, right? Like if you're selling something eventually, the how is what you're selling. But if you can give people guidance on what to do with the basic hows, that can be very, very powerful. And so there's a lot of things like you mentioned, like, okay, you're looking for a side hustle. Here's an evaluation of like the top 10 side hustles and the pros and cons. You need help budgeting here. Here's like the different budgeting apps and tools and spreadsheets and plans and things, strategies that you can use all wrapped up into a guide. And so you're not, even with those, like the budgeting one, you're not telling them what to use. You're saying like, here are the best resources and what I like about each one. Here's the information you need. So you can decide you need to pick one. Now you need to pick a strategy. You need to pick a tool and you need to do it. And so that's a great way is just like finding that pain point. The other thing is like creating your core lead magnet, which I think everybody should do, but you might not know what that is at the moment because you might not know, like if you're a small blogger, you might not know what your message is yet. Right. And so you're doing this with your money mastery guide. Like you have core beliefs, right? You have a system. And so you're just, you've kind of like figured that out in the last year. So like what that is and your money mastery guide is explaining that, you know, and it's this evaluate track accelerate system for budgeting and knowing your numbers and getting everything together and like building the life that you want, like financial life you want. And so that lead mat, like that's a great place to start too. If you have a message that you're trying to share, if you have a system, right? Let's say that you're, let's say you're in personal finance and you're helping people with student loans because you have this great, incredible story paying off your student loans, your story and the strategy you used, that's your system. Share that system, teach that system. That's a great core lead magnet. It's a great place to start. So that's the first part is just creating this lead magnet. But then obviously once you do that, you got to get it in people's hands. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can do that, but it really comes down to like your placement on your website. Like that's the first part, because if you're blogging and you're writing creating content, you're getting traffic to your site, whether it's paid traffic or it's SEO, organic traffic, whatever, like you want to be converting that traffic because a huge percentage of it, like 70% of Google traffic is going to bounce and never come back. So you want to try and capture them, get them on your email list. So, you know, we already talked about that homepage, like that big banner, but what are some other ways that, that you recommend for them to like put their lead magnet out in the world and to get people to join their email list? Yeah, actually, one of the one of the great, I feel like this is one of the best websites that we've seen. I'm just going to give a recommendation if somebody wants to check out like how are people getting lead magnets on their site and doing a really good job. If you look at themembershipguys.com, their website has awesome, awesome lead gen. And every page that you go to, I don't know if I've been through every page of the website, but every page that I've gone to so far has a uh, like a built-in banner at the top with a lead magnet and then you like you scroll and there's another offer with a lead magnet Um, and they they do some really cool stuff where it's like depending on when you're coming i think depending on how many times you visited the site maybe i'm not really sure if it's random but there's a uh, they'll switch to a video 
um, that promotes a lead magnet. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool things. So if you want some inspiration uh, and this is actually inspiration that I'm using for the millennial money man redesign that's happening in April, go check out their website uh, because they've got a lot of stuff, but I think you just pr try to present, you know, you can have, uh, like the, above the fold is the big thing, right? Like mm -hmm. every website has a fold and the fold is the point where you start scrolling down, whether it's mobile or desktop. If you can get your lead magnet offer above the fold, that's going to be really, it's going to be really effective. Uh, if you can place it in the content, that's going to be really effective. And if you can put, I mean, right now, I think with the Millennium Money Man redesign, it's going to be above the fold. We'll have some in content and then we'll have beneath the content as well. And it might even have like a slide in on the you know bottom right side or whatever. But I think you just need to place it strategically in the content, but I think above the fold is the big one. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm really big about that. The one at the top, you know? So if you've got a blog post and you've got your blog image and your title and all that kind of stuff, if you can get something above that, right? Like I love the, the menu bar and then there's like a call to action above, right? Yeah. Another thing you can do is think about where, display advertising placements are on your website. They're in those places for a reason. And right. so if you're not using display advertising yet, you can use those spaces above the article, on the side of the article, in the article, at the end of the article. Those are the same places you wanna put your lead magnets and they're great ways to have calls to action. We have, you know, there's times where we will stick a lead magnet, like an image that's taking them to a lead magnet or taking them to a sales page or somewhere else that we want them to go. And we just stick an image right in the middle of the content. So it might be like the top five things. And like after thing number two, there's this big image that's just seemingly unrelated. And then it goes right. to step three. And so we're basically taking a cue from display advertising. We're using that and we get really high click through rates on that. As a sidebar, if you hear like laughing or you hear anything in the background, I'm working out of my buddy's law office this week, taking advantage of uh, the kids having some having babysitters for spring break. So there is some background noise. Um, but yeah, man, I, th I think those are some big things like that, like above the fold, like you mentioned, you know, the one thing with the membership guys, like they're, when you're on their homepage, that big feature spot they just have text. They don't actually have an opt-in. And that's like the one thing where I feel like they have a wasted opportunity, but what they're doing is they're directing people to where they can actually like direct them to specific content. And so they can say, do you need help with A, B, or C? And then it shows them the appropriate articles. Those articles are optimized like crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, so I think everything you mentioned there, I think the sidebar is big. The sidebar is really big. One of the things that I see a lot on blogs is there's the, you know, related articles and suggested links and things like that. But your sidebar is a great opportunity to put lead magnets and products that you have to offer. Like if you have courses, if you have a related course, you should have a big box that's sending them to that sales page because it's going to get a lot of traffic. If you've got a good lead magnets related, you can put it in the sidebar. I tend to say, you know, like you're, you're below the content, like end, end of the article lead magnet space should be like a big image or call to action or something that needs to be related to the content because they should be going to the content and they get to the end. And it's like, if you want to learn more, get this thing. Same with the in content one, 
But the one that's above the content could be anything. It could just be your core lead magnet or like something else. And on the sidebar, you can get away with doing things that aren't as related. And so that's a good opportunity. If you've got two or three lead magnets, you might have the related lead magnet in the article content and at the end and have your other content on the sidebar, maybe a link to a course and a link to a different lead magnet because you're giving them other options. But since it's on the sidebar, it's disconnected from the, from the content, if that makes sense. So I think that's a really good way. Another thing with placement, you mentioned like the pop-ups and stuff like the slide ins. Yeah. Yeah. They can be really effective, but I think a lot of people avoid them because they can be annoying. And so I just want to share two tips about pop-ups before we kind of move on. So they can be less annoying because you, you want to, they're effective. So you want to use them. And so, the first one is that there's so many tools that you can use right now. Like we use ConvertBox and ConvertBox or ManyChat sometimes too. Like we'll use the messenger version. And what's really cool about tools like that is that you can have the pop-up have all kinds of different reactions. So for example, you can do make it so that it only pops up after they've scrolled through 70% of the article or 30% of the article, right? I think that's a really common one I'll do is like, okay, they've gone 35% of the article, have the pop-up scroll up. So it's not something where they hit the article and a pop-up comes up before they even get to read, which can be very annoying. It's one of those, okay, they're interested, they're scrolling in, relevant pop-up appears. And then yeah. they either have to close it or opt in to go read the rest. That's a less annoying way to use it. Even doing the slide in, it's less obtrusive. So that can work really well. And then a lot of these features, in addition to having that like scroll time, you can also set it so that it only shows to them based on their behavior. So it can be one of those things. Once they see it, it won't pop up again for a week, right? Right. Like, so if they keep coming back to the site, they're not going to see a pop up. But if they come back a week later on a different article, they might see a different pop up. So that's a great way. And then a last one is exit pop-ups work great. You have to be careful if you're running paid traffic, like if you're running Facebook ads to an article, you can't use an exit pop-up. It's against their terms and condition. They'll reject the, the, the ad. But if it's a regular blog post and somebody is making a move to exit and they're, they're basically when their mouse goes in certain places, it will trigger a pop-up. And so it'll remind them like, hey, before you go, make sure you get our free guide. And that can work really, really well. And it's so much less, you know, obnoxious than that one popping up the second they land on the page. So those are a couple of ways that like I've found that they can be really, you know, you know, it can be less annoying. And for you, like having a blog, like have you found anything that you do or don't like to use with your audience? Well, I do have the the welcome gate, but Mm -hmm. I really don't like it. They work really well. Um, but I know that's, I know it annoys people and it actually kind of annoys me too. So that's one of the things when we redo the site here, I, I think the best, if you can afford it, if you can do it, the best option is to have the lead magnets designed into your site, like to have the areas designed into your site. So it's seamless. So it's not annoying. So it is user-friendly. So it's a good user experience. So I'm going to try to move away from doing welcome gates and I'm probably going to move away from doing any kind of pop-up, I think. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna just look at the numbers and see what happens. Um, but I think I think definitely if you can try to get it designed in there, or if you pick a theme, you know, if you're a newer blogger and you're like, well, I can't, you know, afford a designer, 
totally cool. I couldn't either in the beginning. Then you just look for themes that have good lead magnet areas built in because there's plenty of right. them out there. There's a lot. And, and so, you know, actually one of them is Astra. It's a free theme with launch that blog. That's what we, that's what we set your site up with for free. But Astra has a big above the fold call to action area where you can put a lead magnet. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's one to definitely check out, or you can just sign up for launch that blog and we'll do it for you. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Look at this promo skills. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think if you can get it, the, I think the more natural, the better, you know, honestly, right. that, that's, I think everything is, is focused on, you know, I think people moving into like 2019, 2020, they're, they're really focusing on user experience. Like I know Google is, is huge on how is the user experience? How is the website? How does it function? Is it easy for people to use? So I think you need to think about that. And that's why you know, I'm trying to probably move away from the welcome gate thing. You know, there's a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. With that said, the, the welcome mat is one of the most effective ways to get email. Uh, it, it works. I know it works. Yeah. It works. So the, the trick is to do it. The trick is to set it so that it's not affecting everyone all the time. So like if they get hit with it once that they don't get hit with it again for a while and then making it, if you can make it funny, like you've done, yeah. that helps where people are like, oh, okay, that's amusing instead of like, oh my gosh, this is annoying. Yeah. So cool. Let's talk about now, how do you accelerate this growth? And this is a strategy that I've used for a long time and I'm using now. Like I actually, in the last uh, two weeks, have been reaching out with people and scheduling things. And that's providing free training for other people's communities. All right. So this could be a webinar. It could be a live stream you know, it could be whatever. Generally, when I've done it, we do it through a webinar format. And really, it's pretty simple. It can be for somebody's email list. It can be for their Facebook group. It can be for anywhere that they have an audience. And basically, all you need to do is sit down with a piece of paper and write down people that you have a relationship with, or even don't have a relationship with, but it's easier if you have a relationship with them, that have the kind of audience that you want to have And you can provide something of value to that person. Okay. And so I've always done this a lot with people with Facebook groups, but it works well with people that have email, email subscribers, they have a YouTube channel, whatever. And the idea here is you're just, you're going to pitch them. You're going to say, Hey, I would love to provide this. I think I can add value to your Facebook group by teaching them this thing. And I'd like to do a free training and you know, and you're straight up like, this is going to help me growing my audience and my people, letting people get to know me. But I think it can be really good value. And you just 30, 40 minutes on a topic, right. That's going to be useful for them. Right. And so I'll give an example in April, I'm doing a training, like basically doing a webinar on, using Facebook ads for bloggers. Like if you're just starting a blog and you want to use, get into Facebook ads, like what you would do and how to do it. Right. And I'm going to be doing this for a blogging Facebook group. I've got another one that I'm doing for a community that is about how to run Facebook ads for yourself when you're a freelancer that I'm doing for a community of freelancers. And so, and all it did was me reaching out to the owners of that community and saying, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I feel like I can add this value to your community. Would you like to do it? And they'll say yes or no. And the key here is no pitch training, right? Your goal is to build your list. It's not to sell them things. And so you go to the owner and you say, look, I'm not going to sell anything. 
right? I'm just going to give them good information. I'm going to do a Q&A at the end. They're going to get a ton of value. It'll be totally free. I'm going to get some email addresses out of it, but like you're not going to be selling to them. Yeah. Most people are going to jump at that, right? Yeah. And, it's, and it's a really, really easy way to start growing your list with high quality subscribers because they're going to know, like, and trust you right from the beginning. And the first interaction they will have had with you is going to be a high value one. Yeah. And so, but you kind of have to have the cojones to go and actually talk to people and offer to share that value. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then after you get them on the list, you got to provide some high quality emails. Like we talked Which about means you old. need to look at the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. I think that's it on this one. You got anything? No, I, well, hmm. I always say no. And then I think of something. Yeah. I, I think just don't be like me. Like I, I think just every professional blogger that I know, they wish they'd focused on better lead magnets. They wish they'd focus on their email list. The reason that we pound this so hard on laptop empires is because you can make a ton of money from your email list uh, and you can build a better relationship with your readers. I mean, just, there's so many benefits to it. So even if you're somebody that gets a ton of traffic through Pinterest or a ton of traffic through Google or like you're already making good money or whatever, like this is the next thing that you need to add to the, to the mix. Better lead magnets, you know, ditch the newsletter thing like I'm going to do. Think about it in your design if, or whatever theme you're picking and just focus on it because it's, it's an easy way to go out and make money and diversify your income. There you go. All right, guys. Now you just got to go implement. So just to recap, you know, first thing you need to do, you need to create a lead magnet, some sort of guide. It can be a PDF. It can be a video. Keep it simple. Create something simple that teaches people what they need to do to solve the problem they have. Then you need to put it on your site. You need to distribute it on social media. You do an Instagram post, have that linked in your profile. You do it on Twitter, make your pinned tweet be about that if you're active on Twitter. If you're on YouTube, put it in the descriptions for your videos, right? You just need to start putting it everywhere and start promoting it. Put it all over your blog in the places we said. Then start reaching out to different people where you can provide real value to their community. Think about, it doesn't have to be the same thing every time. Think about how you can take what you know and make it super relevant for their audience and then offer to provide that for their audience with no pitch. And if you do that, you're going to be able to, to grow pretty rapidly. And then it's just rinse and repeat. So that's the blueprint. Go do it. And then listen to our previous episode to figure out how to email to those people once you have them on your list. All right. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Thank you for listening. See you next time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. Thank you.